Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's a beautiful commission. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Now joined by Landon Leach, better known as QB Time. Good afternoon, Landon. Hey guys, how's it going today? How did you enjoy the open weekend? What did, what did you do? Well, I, you know, I watched a lot of other games that I don't typically uh, get to watch, and uh, it was nice to see. Um, you know, kind of like what we've talked about in the last several weeks, and that this game of college football has become a ball, uh, a game that the ball's got to get out of your hands quickly. Um, I've noticed the more that, you know, you can take your shots downfield, but, uh, you know, it's more about taking advantage of the rules that the, the college game gives you uh, in the screen game. Uh, and getting the ball, you know, in the RPO game. And uh, I think that's something that uh, definitely the Hogs need to get back to. There has now been nearly a week and a half since all of the changeover offensively, the firing Danny Nose, and now the makeover, if you will, over under Kenny Guyton. Landon, have you, have you had a kind of a... I don't know, vision, if you will, what to expect. What What are you expecting uh, this Arkansas offense to look like when it takes the field this Saturday against Florida? Now, Coach Pittman, uh, we first recognized that there was no media viewing time when we get uh, typically on Monday mornings from Kyle Parkinson. We get the itinerary for the week, and there was no media viewing at all. Now I understand he's saying it's all about us. You know, we're we're we we got to worry about ourselves right now. We don't need any distractions, so forth and so on. So, what have you kind of envisioned what you might expect to see this upcoming Saturday against Florida? Yeah, I think uh, you know my biggest hope is given the offensive line a chance. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, we had gone to so many man protection schemes, so many gap protection schemes, uh, that I felt like had our offensive line, uh, especially in pass protection, really confused. Uh, so I think my, my hope is that you see more of what we call a slide protection, which means uh, now the center can call who the Mike linebacker is. You know, everybody thinks just because a, a linebacker's in the middle of the field, that means he's what's called the middle linebacker, the Mike linebacker. Well, that's not necessarily true. So now I think my hope is now you let KJ assess, you, you allow your center to call the protection, which way we're going to slide, which means let's move, you know, center, guard, tackle to this direction and then a guard, the opposite guard slides down, and now tackle one guy's going to be left one-on-one, and then the back picks someone up just to chip. Uh, I think that that's kind of my hope. Make it more simple on this offensive line. Uh, when you're in those type of schemes, it gives you about two and a half to three seconds every time. You should have an expectation to get one, two, and get the ball out of your hands. Uh, and so that's what I hope to see out of this group, uh, because – you know, I don't feel like, as we've mentioned many times, KJ's a guy that, that can handle, you know, calling the protections, then going through his progressions and getting the ball out of his hands. At least if you give him a one-two, 
He either knows he's got to get the ball out of his hands or he's got to throw it away or he's got to escape. And along with the offensive line, now they're not thinking as much. They're protecting, hey, I've got this, and, hey, if, if it's on the quarterback to take care of it from there. That's, that's what I'm really hoping to see, and I'm hoping that that's kind of why it was closed uh, to where some things weren't picked up and it wasn't talked about uh, the difference in our blocking schemes coming up. Well, whatever they do this week, they don't want anybody to know about it, and that's why a media person, most of them are pretty good about that, but all it takes is a casual conversation, and that's what Mm -hmm. they worry about. But to your point, Landon, you gave us a stat a couple weeks ago that was really amazing and that you're you're saying K.J. had the second most time of any quarterback in the SEC to throw. And against Mississippi State, now admittedly they ran a lot of drop-back passes, there weren't so many rollouts and everything else, it did say he got sacked a bunch, but it did seem like there were many times he had plenty of time to throw and he just didn't. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that that's what misconstrued in, in this whole offensive line issue uh, all year. I, I feel like is that yeah, there have been times that you know it's like gosh darn, he just took his drop and now he's getting hit. Well, yeah, that that's happened and that's happened a lot, but the majority of the time. That I've gone back and looked, it's in third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, and now we're we're trying to go, you know, four wide and have a, you know, KJ set the protection, then a, a running back try and pick up a blitz and linebacker or corner, corner fire out of out of tight split, and it's just left them confused. Now I felt like when we're ahead of the chains that our offensive line has actually blo- uh, blocked pretty well, and um, you know I just don't think that. I talked last week, I know you were out, but I talked about, you know, these tight splits and just the marriage between KJ and Enos. It just didn't go the way that I think a lot of us thought it might go. And and it's not that it's all on Enos. It's not that it's all on KJ. It's not that it's all on, uh, you know, the offensive line. It, it just didn't mesh well when you go from a, a, a softer top scheme to what we tried to go to this year, in my opinion. Let's talk with uh, Lewis. Lewis, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Landon? Uh, yes, I do. And it's, it's actually, I'm, I wanted to get all y'all's comments if I could. Good. Thank um, you. Um, how you doing today, Randy? Doing great. Thank you, Lewis. Good, good. You, you guys were talking earlier about, you know, uh, Enos and and uh, how, how it looked in the spring game and everything. And I remember you talking about it uh, because you came back on the radio that Monday and you were talking about it quite a bit, how, mm-hmm. how good the offense looked. So, my question to you guys is, why do you think he abandoned that? Why why did he not use that in game? Is that part of the, the things that Pittman was saying they was they were practicing, but not using? Is that part of that what he was talking about? The only thing I can I can imagine, and Landon, you may want to throw your two cents worth at this, is apparently in his game planning and his scripting of plays. Enos had a plan that apparently was different than what they practiced. And once they got to the game, I think that's landed what created a lot of indecision upon KJ's part is because it's like, okay, you handed me one script, and now in the game you're calling a different script, and I don't have that card here in my hand to know exactly what you're talking about that's what it appeared to be because again the spring game was free willing uh isaiah satania if i remember that day had like three touchdown receptions i don't remember him dropping the ball he had a great day and but then all of a sudden we get to the fall and he apparently even in in fall camp they were still practicing these certain plays but then once it got to either Kent State or uh, what was it, Western Carolina, whoever it was, they abandoned that script, and then it stayed that way. He was told, as another example, to move the pocket. They had 29 drop-back attempts in the Mississippi State game. Not once do I remember. They may have, and on. I, I do not rewatch the games, so I'm, it may have gotten past me. I don't think, Landon, you rewatched the game. Did they move the pocket at all against Mississippi State? I don't remember if they did. 
Well, we tried one time and we one time. completely busted yeah. the protection. Yeah, okay. uh, I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, but, it, yeah. but again, it was off a corner fire out of a bunch set, which when you're going to move the pocket, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, they tried to one time and we got sacked. We got hit in about a half a second. But other than that, yeah. Um, but back to your what you're saying is, this is one thing that has always bothered me about college football um, is you go ones versus twos all the time because apparently you don't want to get your ones hurt. Well, you can get hurt on any play in football. Okay, so in spring practice, when you're going ones versus twos, now all of a sudden your offensive line does look a little bit better. Your receivers look a little bit better. We can push the ball down the field. We can make these plays. We can do these certain things, okay? Same thing we did against Western Carolina. I mean, think about all the deep shots we took early on, you know, because then we thought, hey, they're, they're playing against the run. We're going to take these shots, right? So we could protect them and, and get those plays downfield. Now all of a sudden we bring someone, we, we start facing someone, now you should be better than, uh, but they start bringing a little more pressure and they start bringing these blitzes and uh-oh, now we can't pick them up because in spring practice, these things are scripted, and I don't care whether you think they are or they're not. Even as a quarterback, you know, you know, there's certain times that you're calling outside zone run, and you know they're going to bring field blitz, and they make it obvious because it's guys you're playing against. And so I feel like a lot of it, yes, that's what we wanted to do, and then we realized, uh-oh, we might not be good, quite good enough at doing this, and we also might, might not be – understanding our offense and our protection squat well enough uh, in order to do this. And I think then you start this whole thing of thinking too much that we've talked about, whether it's O-line, whether it's the running backs, whether it's the quarterbacks. Once you start thinking in football versus reacting, you're in trouble. And I feel like it just became a domino effect. And then it became, oh, no, we can't run the football. We can't do this. So, you know, what do we do? So I don't know if it's – you know, necessarily we changed the offense. I, I do feel like they wanted – that's what they wanted to do coming into the season. I just don't think it worked out that way. Okay. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Lewis. I, I guess so much is left right now to our imagination what to expect. But one thing that – I've shouted from the very beginning of the season, and it it did start with Western Carolina, and that was the lack of tempo. Mm -hmm. So often it looked like they were moving in quicksand. They just, they just, there, there was no ever sense of urgency, for one thing. Do you think Landon, trying to go back to a little bit faster pace at this point can help rejuvenate this offense? Well, I think more than anything, it's going to bring the confidence back to KJ, and I think you heard him talk about it this Mm -hmm. week, uh, in that, you know, he said, now we get them in their base personnel, right? So what what he means by that, what he means by that is we're going fast. We pick up a first down. All right, so let's say it's third and three, and they bring in, uh, you know, what they call their heavy, and they bring in, more three down linemen with maybe a you know a quicker defensive end. Now all of a sudden we pick up a first down. We can now go catch them where they're not as good as in their pass rush, or we can get on the edge, or we can you know we can keep them in those base formations. And now he knows all right when it's first and ten and they're in their base formation. All right, here's the coverage they typically run eighty percent of the time. Here's the front they run. Here's what we can run against them. Here's what we can throw against them. Uh, versus, okay, now it's person 10, we're back in the huddle. Now they can substitute in and out, and they can match our 12 personnel, you know, different personnels we bring in our game. And, uh, you know, so now all it does is it creates that matchup that, that you hope you can get, uh, whether it's a slot receiver on a on a slower linebacker, whether it's uh, running the outside zone against what they call a nickel, which brings a, a, a fifth D back in. Uh, and instead of a linebacker on the outside, now you've got a you've got a cornerback basically against the run. So that's that's the big advantage of running these quick offenses and uh, you know not huddling. 
Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that, that could be a huge advantage. Also, it, it, it makes for less thinking, you know, for the quarterback. And uh, we've talked about that a lot with KJ, where he, I feel like he's thinking too much and trying to process versus, you know, now they're in the space formation. Here's what they do. All right, here's our play. Let me read this and let's go. And so, yeah, I, I think that that could be huge. Uh, that alone for the offense, for sure. A couple of weeks ago, I don't know if Rick had talked to someone and heard this from his sources. I heard this from my sources. That Rocket Sanders was done for the season. That's what we thought. Yeah. yeah. Now, he possibly, and we don't know. Now, what Sam Pittman did say on Monday is on Wednesday, tomorrow, he'll have his regular press conference. We will be able to find out from him exactly what Rocket was able to do in practice, which will dictate whether or not he will play it all on Saturday. I'm sure he wants to play because he's kind of going back home. What should be, how, sh- how should Arkansas use Rocket Sanders if he is available to play? Haven't you already, hasn't, uh, whether it be DeBinion or A.J. Green, have, even with Dominic Johnson at times, how do you use a uh, rocket on Saturday, Landon? Well, Lim, I'll, I'll go back to with Randy. I was told the same thing, that he was done for the year, right. uh, that he was going to be down in Dallas uh, training, getting ready for the combine. Uh, you know, that's what I was told. Mm-hmm. Um, so... To answer your question, I'm not real sure. I mean, I don't know how the team feels. I don't know. But what it tells me is I feel like we're going to go back to kind of, it, it's not really the outside zone. It's, it's kind of what you call it, a stretch zone play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that we're going to go back to more of the, those run concepts. And, and basically what that means is you've got a, uh, the, the best way to explain it on radio is you've got a tight end. Basically, you try and, as a running back, you try and take it right at the left hip of your tight end, okay? And now everybody's blocking down the line and you try and pick your hole and go. Uh, And so it's less reading. It's more of, you know, something pops and let's go. And I don't know if that makes him feel more comfortable. That's the only thing I could think of of why he may be coming back this week Um, is that we were going back to more of a scheme that he's more comfortable with. Uh, because otherwise, I, I really can't answer that question. I, I'm not going to sit here and make hmm. something up. And I thought the guy was out for the year, and now all of a sudden we change OCs, and he might be back this week. Do you wonder if, now I think I brought this up the other day, that um, there are those thinking, hey, you're not going to get drafted. I don't care how good you were last year, you're not going to get drafted. you got to go back there and show that, you, that you're okay. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that could be part of it? Yeah, and I do. And, and here, here was always my fear about him getting so big. You know, you you talk about Coach saying how he's still faster than he ever was, right? I don't well, believe that. He was, he was never a quick twitch guy. Okay, so he was never a guy that's going to necessarily make you miss with the move. And and I think that that only got exasperated this year, as far as you know. Hey, if he doesn't get the hole and he doesn't get north and south, then you know, maybe he's not quite the back that we thought he was. And, and that's not a knock on him. That's just now all of a sudden you put that extra weight on and he's even slower in his cuts. And um, and so, yeah, I think that there's a lot that's left to be desired on his film. Uh, and that's not knocking the guy because I do think in the right scheme he's an incredible running back. Um, but, yeah, he's he's got to be a guy that he's got to come back and show more on film because – in my opinion, there's no doubt he's a he's a late day three, if not an undrafted guy. You know, at this stage in his career, um, and, and I hate it for the guy because he's worked his tail off. He's he's done all the right things. You know, up until uh, you know whether right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, a few weeks ago we think he's done, and now here he is. That that's not for me to say, uh, but but you do hope that the guy comes back and, and is able to put some good film and, uh, you know, be able to uh, go to the next level because he is a dad and he's done the right things and he's always been uh, a really good face for the program as well. Out of the positions on offense, 
And whether it's 30, 35, whatever number you want to put that's been scaled back from the playbook, Sam Pittman just basically says we're going to try to run what we do the best. Uh, which position, and I'm talking of the skill positions, whether it's wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, quarterback, whoever it may be, who do you think Layton is going to be, be, uh, who is going to benefit the most, uh, Landon, from uh, going to a simpler scheme? Uh, you mentioned the stretch blocking on the offensive line, maybe helping the offensive line, but who do you see among the skilled people that could potentially benefit the most uh, from these changes they're making offensively? Well, first off, it better be the offensive line. Uh, but outside of that, I, I think that you're going to see the receivers be more comfortable in doing what they're doing. Uh, you've got guys that are more possession receivers this year outside of, and again, we always talk about how you can take the top off of things. Uh, but I think with the receivers, they're going to be more comfortable uh, running the slants, the, the quicker routes, versus trying to run these climb routes and, and things that they may not have done previously in offenses. Um, and I, I think that they're going to be able to use their big bodies against these smaller corners. Uh, and th- those are things, and you just hope that KJ can put it on them and, and make those plays because you can't change your entire scheme. You can't, you can't change you know everything that you do. Uh, but those are the guys that are going to have to go make the plays in, in those tough situations, whether it's, you know, third and four, third and five. Uh, and then once they start doing that, then you can get, get over the top a little more, and that's what we hope to see, you know, in the coming week. All right, Landon, we will talk with you next week. That is Landon Leach, quarterback time. QB time, to be more precise. Thank you, Landon. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC, R-Care, and Parker Cadillac. This Wednesday night, 103.7 The Buzz invites you and all your friends to the Busker on South Main for the Buzz Karaoke and Talent Show, hosted by Master of Ceremonies, Roger Scott. It'll be a night filled with fun, entertainment, and all your favorite stars, singing, juggling, magicians, comedians, and more, all on stage performing in front of a panel of celebrity judges. You don't want to miss out. It's happening this Wednesday night with Roger Scott, only at the all-new The Busker, starting at 7. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust i recommend low t center it's where i get my levels checked it's concierge medicine for all of us men they specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments it's quick it's easy you walk in take a simple blood test and get your results in about 25 minutes balls in your court if you've been feeling tired grumpy maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T Center, it's only $25 to get your T levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumber yard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. 
It's time for a Corky's Ribs and Barbecue customer review. Corky's, you've ruined all of the ribs for me. I took a bite and suddenly my taste buds threw a party. Now my friends want to come over for barbecue night, but only if Corky's is invited too. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue in Little Rock and North Little Rock. Need a new tractor? Zero-turn mower? Maybe even a new utility vehicle? River Valley Tractor has you covered. With Kubota equipment from River Valley Tractor, you'll find tractors that are rated number one in owner experience to take on your toughest jobs with ease. Find them today at rivervalleytractor.com. Work smarter, not harder this year with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Razorback legend Darren McFadden joins Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz each week this football season to give his insights on what's happening in the world of football. DMAC is brought to you by Oaklawn Sports and Rideout Lumber. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. He stands six foot six and comes in at 300 pounds. He's from Maumill, and now he's on the offensive line for the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's time to chop it up with Andrew Shambly on Drive Time Sports, presented by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Johnston's Home Center. If we don't have it, you probably don't need it. How you doing, Andrew? I'm good. How are you doing? How's the old body treating you? Uh, it's, just, uh, it's really good. Do you feel like you've had kind of like a new lease on life after you didn't take the time off in totality, but you were given a little bit of time that you normally don't get a chance to step away. So hopefully you feel like uh, you're reinvigorated, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know He's if it's invigorating to get his line working right. Yeah, I think you're breaking up just a little bit. Hmm. Can you hear me now? Is that better? That's a little bit better. A little yeah. bit better. Okay. Yeah. See, you left the last game with a uh, an ailment, but you've had a whole week now to heal. So you feel better in that re- respect. Oh yes, sir. Most definitely. Very good. Well, what has there been a different spirit this week in practice? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of energy uh, today uh, during practice this week. Uh, we've been flying around. We got out a little early today because uh, our transition was really good at practice. So uh, a lot of a lot of good things happening. Very good. Got out of practice early on a Tuesday. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yes, sir. That is great. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mind, huh? Oh yeah, Tuesday is the longest day. So getting out. A little bit earlier is definitely key. All right, Andrew, this is coming from your coach, head coach, Sam Pittman. He said they were going to scale back 30 to 35%, if not more, of the playbook. What are you seeing, as much as you can say, but what are you seeing uh, now that things have been scaled back? Is it becoming easier? Oh, definitely. Uh, uh Scaling back on the plays, and, you know, keeping it simple, keeping it to uh, the, the base things that we do best, and uh, it's, it's definitely a little bit easier now. Um, a, little, a little more confident. Don't have to make a lot of a lot of calls and have to think a lot. So, definitely a lot better. From like not just you, but are there others that maybe look a little fresher and a little faster after having the time off? Oh yeah, most definitely. I. Uh, Really, most most of the team looks really, really good right now. Most of the team's back healthy, and we're ready to run and gun. Very good. Hey, how hard is it to put behind you the performance against Mississippi State? You just throw that in the trash, or, or, or how hard is it to get over something like that? Well, every week we, we tell ourselves, you know, whatever happens on Saturday, we, we got Saturday, the rest of Saturday, Sunday. 
and then we flush it on Monday. So it, it definitely is hard to to flush some a, a performance like that, but definitely keeping that in the back of our heads. We we know we got something to prove now, knowing that you know we didn't play our best game the last game we played, and and all the things of that nature. For all the things that have gone wrong, wouldn't it be something to be on the first team that ever won a game at Florida? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yes, sir. It would be amazing. It'd be amazing. Well, be be aware. Don't don't let this weather in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a little warmer down there. Yeah, play tricks. I think seventy nine is going to be the high on Saturday, and typically down in I call it down in the hole because the stadium is is not at street level. Uh, you're going to find out what humidity also feels like again. That's go- that's going to be a huge challenge. I hope you guys have been hydrating because you certainly don't want to cramp up on Saturday. Uh, talk about KJ. It seems like I mean he he he's already come out and said he wants to play at a faster tempo, but I, I'm talking about between the years. What what are you seeing from KJ? Do you, do you feel like he's kind of himself gotten a new lease? Um, and playing football again, and and hopefully having fun again. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely having fun at practice right now. Uh, we're we're running around. He's still teaching young guys and helping young guys out on the field. Uh, he actually talked to me today a little bit after practice and <laughs> was telling me, you know, got to finish some blocks. You got to you got to take that aggression out. You know, you got to go finish things and stuff like that. So KJ's coming back to himself, and and that's just really really good knowing that you're getting your quarterback back to where he was yeah coach Pittman even alluded to the fact this was last week that uh kj's back to being vocal and uh, uh a leader has to be vocal he's got to back it up with his actions but uh he's back to being vo- vocal is that it's kind of like what you're talking about I, I was thinking more on the field than off the field but it sounds like He's leading both off the field as much as he is now on the field. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. KJ is becoming becoming KJ again. So, do so you think the, the offense was it made that much of a difference that now he's uh, you know dropped back twenty nine times against Mississippi State and he got sacked a bunch of those? Do you think he he feels like hey this is something that's a lot better for us? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean. If you don't have your main guy, you know, your leader the leader on the field, that one guy not bought into the offense then the the whole offense isn't gonna get bought in. So knowing that he, he trusts the process and he trusts the plan is a big confidence boost for the rest of the offense. How much have you had well, I say you, the offensive line, how much have you had an opportunity to kind of uh be involved with Coach Guyton? <laughs> oh, Outside of the offensive line, we we see we we see him about twice a week uh, during our team meetings and things of that. So uh, he he definitely keeps us in keeps us in the loop, uh, shows us some love all the time, and just I love that man. He he's a great guy. He he's gonna definitely show what he has on Saturday. Uh, we found out also in Monday's press conference that Coach Guyton is going to be up in the box. I was kind of hoping that he was going to be down on the field but then when coach Pittman explained as a first time offensive play caller it probably will be easier uh, on him being upstairs so he can see the entire field than it is being down on the field but I wanted him down on the field so he could walk over either the offensive line and say something or he could pull KJ aside he could look him right in the eye and and so forth and so on. But that's, you know, whatever he's comfortable in doing, that's going to be the best process. But Coach so, so, Andrew, would you please pass that along to Coach Pittman that Randy wants him down on the sidelines yeah, instead yeah. of the press box? Can, can you handle that for him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll say something to Coach. I don't know how happy he'll be, but I'll definitely appreciate it. Well, if, I mean, if I'm going to get in the doghouse, I might as well add on a few yeah. other things then. Okay. Don't, don't you think? That'll, that'll have a heavy influence with the coaching staff, don't you think? 
yeah. Aren't you glad Randy shared that with you, Andrew? That was really good, wasn't it? That was another one of my brilliant deductions. So, got to add that to the pile. I've already Rick's already got me on one today already on my brilliant deduction. But uh, talk about the team as a whole, and that includes the defense, obviously, special teams, name it all. But does the morale, does it seem to be at, at a good point now again, Andrew? Yes, sir, it does. The, the locker room is, is great. Everybody's just laughing, joking, having having high good energy all the time. Had a really good workout session this morning, and that carried to, to practice. We got out of practice early, so the, the team is looking really good, looking very strong right now, so. So, in your mind, in your mind, do you, do you, if I'm taking a trip, let's say I'm I'm going to Dallas, and I'm going to a certain event or or whatever it may be, I think my way out. I mean, I I I think the process as much as I can to the T. Do you do that? Have you have you kind of envisioned or thought about what this weekend's going to be like going down to the swamp there in Gainesville? Oh, yes, sir. I, I try to at least imagine my game the night before or the the week before, just, just imagine the things that I might put myself through or the things that might happen and things of that nature. So just having that mental and being able to be prepared for anything at any moment is very, very good. So Florida's going to wear black jerseys for the first time in school history. Can you use that as a motivation in saying they'll never wear them again after we beat them Saturday? <laughs> Oh, most definitely. Uh, so did our crowd blackout, and that's that's about all we need. That's about all the energy that we need from them because they won't have it anymore after this one. <laughs> well, I hope you've been working on the nonverbal communication because it's very difficult to hear in there. It is extremely loud. All right, play, uh, play caller for a moment, Andrew. All right, so we're going to see Saturday. The very first play <laughs> called by Coach Guyton. What do you think he'll call? Um, good, good question. I'd probably say he calls an outside zone play first play in the game. Maybe, maybe inside zone. Why not throw it deep? Why not? <laughs> well, Why you not can play? pass that on to Coach Guyton. Hey, Randy, if he knows, <laughs> do you think he's going to tell us what it is? <laughs> well... You know, I'm just, I'm just planting seeds in Andrew's mind so that yeah. when he goes back and he talks to Coach Guyton, he say, "Hey, see, and, Andrew, you're getting this from both sides. When you <laughs> eventually get into a radio career, you'll realize that uh, we don't always ask questions that anybody can truly answer, and it's okay, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you're just keeping it fun, keeping it fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Forget the play call. That one, that one, uh, that one didn't work very well. Do you, Andrew, when I say you, the offensive line, do y'all set goals going into each and every game? Oh, 100%. You, you got to. If you if you have no goals going into the game, then what's your mindset during the game, you know? So we try to, as an offense, we try to set as We have three goals that we need to meet to, to make sure that we win, and we try to meet those goals every week. Keep your quarterback upright. Yes, sir. Rush for more than 100 yards. Things of that nature. Yes, sir. Yeah. And now, do you know this? And I've I got to believe this is motivation. If it's not, hopefully it will turn into motivation. Do you realize Arkansas has not had a running back to go over 100 yards in a single game this year? I did not know that. Well, see, you can take it back to your brothers in the offensive line mm-hmm. and say, let's kick booty. We want at least one running back over 100 yards. Andrew, good luck to you, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good one. All right, buddy. You too. Andrew Chambly, thanks to Johnston's Home Center. 
We'll come back and wrap it up in just one moment. Four at Whitetail Properties Real Estate chose forestry as his profession and has been a registered forester for over 30 years. As an accredited land consultant, Mike speaks land. He can help buyers like you find attributes on property that you might have overlooked or not fully understood. He also knows how to market property and negotiate transactions by understanding the needs of each party and providing solutions by being innovative, creative, and diligent. Call Mike for today at 501-428-7177. Whitetailproperties.com. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Savage Access 2 Camel Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope, $399.90. Regularly $469.90. Ruger American Predator, 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly $479.90. Visit FTThompson.com. <laughs> If you followed any of the national news, you know higher used car prices and depleted new inventory is likely on the horizon. Guadalupe Butte Gypsy customers know the time to trade is now before the effects of the current auto industry climate set in. Guadalupe Butte Gypsy in North Little Rock is resisting the trends and selling 2024 models at 2023 model prices. Stop by Guadalupe Butte Gypsy next to Sam's today and register to win a new Hummer. Guadalupe Butte Gypsy is offering no payments for the rest of the year. GMC Sierra's 5.3 V8 engine and just 0.9% APR. Additional 3250 off Sierra when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. 2023 GMC Terrain at 1.9%. All offers with approved credit. Guadalupe Butte Gypsy, Pulaski County's only Butte Gypsy dealer. GMC, we are professional grade. Is your oak lawn a roaring crowd and thundering thoroughbreds? Or is it betting long shots over cold beer and corned beef? For all the reasons we love it, live racing is back at Oaklawn starting December 8th. Champion thoroughbreds, more race days, and the largest purses in the track's history. Join us for opening day, December 8th. Make your reservations now at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Dan Cook in North Little Rock, Steve Fisher in Stuttgart, or Jay Vandover in Little Rock. Mud Connections presents the Hogwild pregame show with David Basil and Trey Schatt before each Arkansas Razorback football game four hours before kickoff. Hogwild pregame show is brought to you in part by Rainwater Holton Sexton, Bud Light, and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites off Weddington and Fayetteville. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Well, this, we didn't ask him. What? 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 We didn't ask him if he watched Florida play Georgia Saturday. I guess he probably did. Huh? I'm sure they watched lots of video, too, but... Gosh, a college football player. I wonder if they watch college football when they're off. I would think, given the knowledge of who your next opponent is is going to be, you're still going to watch plenty of film uh, the following week or the leading up to the game. But uh, uh, still an opportunity to watch the game. You might pick up a few things there. Uh, I'm sure Coach Pittman... I think he was asked that on Oh, he watched Monday. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he watched yeah. it. He said it was nice being a, a fan. You know, he watched high school games Friday and uh, then went to his Hot Springs place and watched games Saturday. So it was nice. He says, I can see why people love college football. I enjoyed watching it myself. Yeah. There was, uh, he was a lot of places on Friday night. I know that for a fact. I kept getting reports that he was here, he was there. Kind of like Santa Claus, huh? Well, yeah. here's, here's his word from the yeah. poll. That were the weather people always give those reports. Uh, let's see. Let's just catch up on a little bit of our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Let's see. This was 
when we were talking um, about the uh, Fox broadcast of the oh, yeah. uh, baseball. Of the baseball, and then we were talking about well, cut the cord and go streaming. Says uh, this can from you stream it. Can you stream the baseball game? I, I don't know that you can. Can you? And that what we're watching when we're if you're on YouTube, or, is that not considered yeah, it, streaming? It, well, yes, but you're still watching Fox. YouTube is paying Fox. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so you can say streaming. Yeah, you're just picking another service. You're yeah. still paying for it. You don't yeah. get it free. Oh no, no, right. no. no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, says uh, this from the five zero one. Not everyone has Wi Fi, and can cut the cord. I hate that you don't have Wi Fi. Hmm. Uh, this one from the nine zero three. What's Rick's thoughts on the Rangers? I think they're really good. Uh, you know, here here's a here's something that not enough teams do. I'm talking about other than the big spenders like the Dodgers, Yankees, and Red Sox. This is what not enough people do. They went for this year. Last year when they signed Simeon and um, uh, their shortstop. Seager. Seager. Yeah, when they signed those two guys, they spent an enormous amount of money. But they, they left their pitching staff as being very average at best. And those two guys, uh, you know, Seager had a good year. Simeon was not that great. This year, both of them have come back and had really good years, but they invested in pitching. So, you, you just think of, first they signed DeGrom, and they got to pay him $40 million a year. He pitches, what, five or six times, and he's not going to pitch all of next year. So, uh, then they, so they're a little bit shy during the trade deadline, so they go out and get Max Scherzer, and the uh, Mets are paying the remainder of his contract this year and half of his contract next year. So they got him at a bargain. Uh, they went out and got Montgomery from the Cardinals. But I was listening to somebody say today, what if the Mets had been as good as they were supposed to be? Hmm. What if the Cardinals had been as good as they usually are? Mm-hmm. The Rangers would be up a creek. Uh, but Scherzer contributed some during the regular season. Obviously, last night he pitched three shutout innings, hurt his back, may not be able to pitch if there's a game seven. Montgomery's been very good for them. So uh, that that was a, a real a really good trade for Texas. So anyway, what do I think of them? I, I think they're I think they're the best team that's left. I, they may not win. Arizona has this amazing habit of getting behind in the series, and just when you think there's no way they're coming yeah. back, they do. So I, I wouldn't count them out yet. But uh, but Texas is the better team, and 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 both of them have come through a tough road to get there. I mean, both of them had to beat some really good teams to get here. So that's why I think it's an intriguing World Series, even though neither one of them is high on my list of saying, man, I, I love watching them play, but I've, I've enjoyed watching these games. Garcia is out for tonight. For with tonight. Oblique and, strain. And here, here's the thing. An oblique strain can put you out for a couple mm-hmm. weeks. So whether or not he returns, and boy, has he been amazing. Amazing, and he did it. What he hit a fly ball, and then he, you just saw him grimace as he went to the dugout. So I don't know if it was on his swing or what it was. And he went quickly into the tunnel. Yep, sure did. Uh, this from the five zero one. Uh, Randy, you are correct. I bought an antenna just for the Super Bowl. Really. Okay, so it was off. So somebody didn't have. Yeah, Fox was who, who, not. Who's it on? Was it on Fox or CBS last year? Fox. Fox. Okay, yeah. Uverse like does not have Fox. That oh. from Erie. But, you no. know, you That's it. Earl. That's it. Interesting that people still have Uverse because AT&T is trying to. You, you cannot order Uverse now. Hmm. Anybody that has it can keep it until they drop dead if, if you want to. But they're not going to discontinue. But they you, they don't sell it anymore. Wow. So, yeah. Directv doesn't carry Fox either. Been over. Well, they do now. A year. Yeah. No. Directv carries Fox. In I'm your, watching the games in your area. In whose area? It, you you don't have Directv Fox yet in Little Rock. Apparently not. Says Fox does. Uh, Directv doesn't carry Fox either. 
been over a year, and that is coming from the eight seven zero. Wow. Well, we, we've had we got Fox back, we got NBC back. If we hadn't, then I I would have gone for another service. Uh, Goodness. Let's see. I didn't know they were still off DirecTV. Anyway. Now, how can that be? If DirecTV negotiates with Fox and NBC and they come up with an agreement, why would some areas get it and some wouldn't? Does that make any sense? Yeah, but I do know when I had DirecTV that if they wanted to block something or whatever it may be, they did it. And uh, so if that meant they, they wanted to block a particular station, they could do it. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All right. This is from our Asher Record Service company, Life in Feedback. And help me understand this one. Hopefully, if Steve is still listening, if if he needs to clarify, because I admit there a little bit of this I don't quite understand. Lame duck coach. How about lame duck sports announcers, commentators? I'm hearing a lot of Hogville canned messages and talking points. Here, banner flying. I'm not going to use the word I want, but the fact of the matter is, if we keep changing coaches every two to three years, when exactly do you expect the Razorbacks to be successful? Please explain this to me. Stop the rumors. Now, here's where I, I don't quite understand what he's saying. L-I-P-K-A, Lipka Powers, it be make decisions, and you guys stop feeding the fire. How about that one? <laughs> Does that mean we're supposed to be gone because uh, we talk about what's going on every day uh, as if this possibility could happen or that possibility could happen? Really, you'd have to get rid of all the media if you do that. Yeah. You would you would have no sources. Because if you're asking the question, when is it going to get better, as if anybody on this earth other than Jesus knows the answer to that, then then what are we supposed to do? Nobody knows the answer to that. Hey, you know what? Let's just call a spade a spade. It might never get better. It might get a little better. It might get a lot better. We, we don't know. We don't know. Nostradamus has not been around for years. We, we can't call him. Well, it's, it's interesting. The uh, I don't know if you've read or heard about the response of Dabo Sweeney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, and he, you know, now, you got to be careful. You don't need to berate fans, but he's right. They had 10 seasons of 12 wins. Not 12 seasons of 10. They won 12 games at least for 10 years. They're down this year. They're 4-4. Four and four. Okay. But you don't get some credit for what they did at Clemson. Danny Ford led Clemson to the national championship in 1981. They didn't even come close to another one until Dabo Sweeney got there. Now, here's the, here's the laughs on the guy that called complaining. He's in the second year of a 10-year contract. <laughs> and he is making $11 million $11 a year, so do the math. Yeah. yeah. So All call right. and complain about that, mister. We got to call. We got to go. We got to say good night. So long, everybody. It's where the big boys come to play. This is madness. This is Sparta. 103.7 The Buzz, KABZ Little Rock. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize.